This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win $100 every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Okay, Top Tribe, you're listening to episode 251. And coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from Omar Zenel. He's taken no funding and is doing $2.6 million per year with this SaaS business called Webinar Ninja. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. You're going to enjoy our guest this morning. His name is Jefferson Lilly, and he's a self-made millionaire, mobile home park investment expert, educator, and industry consultant. Prior to co-founding Park Street Partners in 2013, he spent seven years investing his own capital, acquiring and operating his own mobile home parks. Now, before becoming an investor full-time, he spent nine years in sales leadership roles with several venture-backed startups in Silicon Valley. He's been featured in the New York Times, Bloomberg Magazine, and on the Real Money television show. He holds a bachelor's from the University of Pennsylvania and an MBA from the Wharton School of Business. Jefferson, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, I am, Nathan. Thank you so much for having me on your awesome top show. Hey, thank you very much. I'm excited for this one. So I want to focus exclusively on kind of mobile home park investing. So first things first, why did you leave the hubbub of Silicon Valley startups to get into mobile home park investing? You know, I had gone through the whole dot-com boom and bust uh, back in 2001 and came out of it really more convinced than ever that, you know, Warren Buffett was right and value investing was really the way to achieve uh, personal wealth. And um, so I started looking around, you know, really for for uh, value investments. And I, I, I made some good investments in the stock market that obviously were not tech. Um, and then in about 05, I started thinking of diversifying out of my uh, stock market holdings and and getting into real estate and thought initially I'd buy um, an apartment building and, uh-huh. and kind of fix it up. And then just in researching multifamily, I came well across plenty of apartment buildings, but I came across mobile home parks that were this quirky little, you know, one out of every hundred multifamily listings that I'd see online would, would be a mobile home park yielding like three, 400 basis points more than apartments. And so I sort of, it was part art. Jefferson, part before science. we, before we, yeah. And before we go deeper there, I want to go back for a second, just so people can get in your mind a bit more. People are listening, going, should I get into this investment, etc." Yes. So how old were you when you left Silicon Valley and made your first investment in real estate in general? Uh, I was 39. Okay. I, I overlapped with my, my Silicon Valley day job for about one year. So I had one foot in each camp. I, you know, I had a W2 income. What was your uh, you W2 know, income, plus, by the way? What was the salary? Just so we understand overlap. 
Oh, it was about a hundred thousand, okay. I guess the, the, the base. So, you know, I wasn't having any trouble getting by, but at the same time, yeah, it wasn't like, uh, I was at, uh, you know, Google and selling stock and yep. you know, so, I wasn't a billionaire, but yeah. I, I had enough to, to get by and juggle both. And after about a year, I could see that that startup was not doing terribly well, but I could see that my mobile home park was doing reasonably so well. Jefferson, and I was that, that, first in, that first investment that you made, what, was it the multifamily or was it a mobile home park? Oh, no, no. It was a mobile home park. Okay. I got so turned on to mobile home parks. Yeah. I've never owned an apartment building. So those and I were only research. You only researched those and then you did mobile. Yeah. And how big was your first deal? How much did it cost? Oh, uh, it was about 450000 and I got a bank to lend me 81% of that. So I only had to put down 19%. Which state? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. So here's the reason I'm asking these questions. If someone mm-hmm. else is thinking about getting this business, I want to understand what portion of like just cash you had saved, you decided to put into this, this first deal. Was it, you know, five, 10, 20%? How much was it? If you don't mind sharing? Yeah, it, it was, it was whatever 19% of 450,000 is. I think that was like 86,000 and change with closing costs. Okay. So you put in 86,000 and if you don't mind me asking, what was just the total kind of nest egg that you had built after 39 years working? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think what I was at that point. I guess I was getting pretty close to being, uh, even at that point, a self-made millionaire. Just from savings, just being diligent? From savings, from working, from some of the stock market investing. Yeah, I mean, I had been okay. working and saving since like age 11, you know, shoveling the Den- Denver snow and <laughs> in the winters and mowing my neighbor's lawns and, so in, 80, in so the 86,000 <laughs> out of the full million. So call it eight or 9%, right? That yeah, was the it, risk. It wasn't, it wasn't huge. Now, I, I later invested much more in the property buying and bringing in mobile homes homes, which yep. is a great way. If you've got vacant lots, it's a great way to get a lot of extra cash flow. So let's break. Do you remember the economics on this first deal? Pretty, pretty, pretty well or no? Uh, it was a 10 cap. Yeah. The, what does the that deal, mean? Uh, okay. So that means, that means if you buy it unlevered with no debt, if, if I just paid the guy 450,000 for the property, then I would have gotten 45,000 a year in profits. It's just, it's like a, uh, an unlevered rate of return. Got so it. again, I paid four fifty. The property was earning forty five thousand, but I did buy it with debt. So leverage, you know, worked in my favor. So you know, for putting, I don't recall exactly for putting the eighty six down. I, I was probably cash flowing at least twenty twenty something thousand a year. So that would have been about a twenty five or thirty percent uh, rate of return cash on cash to start. And I then increased the rents. I ran it better. I controlled the costs. And then I started bringing in other um, mobile homes. So so let me break down the economics. Yeah, let me let me dive into that. That's extremely valuable to understand the economics on this first deal. So how many total lots were there and what did you charge on average per lot? The there were 66 lots uh, of which roughly 40 were filled with tenants that own their own homes. And so then there were roughly call it two dozen vacant pads just sitting there waiting for a house. The lot rents were $110, very low. And then while we were going through per month, while we were going through the closing process, I had the seller raise them to 125. And then I think within a couple of years, they were at about 155. Um, and that's about what market is, was then. And this is on the way south side of Oklahoma City. What year was this? 2007. Okay. okay. All right. And so 
Um, and so the vacant lots, obviously you weren't making 155 or 110 bucks per month on those. You said you did something unique to fill those up to increase your cash flow. What did you do? Yeah. I just started uh, dealing with some local, um, basically fo- folks that dealt in used and foreclosed mobile homes. And then I also bought some just off Craigslist. But the beautiful thing about this business, I, I was able to buy used houses for you know, between eight and $10,000. Uh-huh. Uh, that's for a 16 by 80. That's a three bedroom, two bath, roughly 1,280 square foot house. Um, you know, and I would typically pay under 10 bucks a foot for the house. I'd get them used, bring them in. They would typically be well used and abused by a previous tenant. Uh, anyway, I, I would put my own capital uh, into fixing them up. I was on site at the property. How sleeping, much per square foot uh, would you in invest a, in it? You, you, you buy it for 10 per square foot. How much do you invest? Roughly. So what yeah, is that per square foot? Five grand, to, five grand to, to fix it up roughly and five grand or so to move it. Um, so, you know, all in, I had something like 20 grand yep. in each house and was then putting them on rent to own agreements. Folks would be paying roughly five fifty a month, maybe 600. Um, so I was helping, you know, th- these are folks that nobody, no bank is ever going to take a loan on. So I'm, I'm helping lower income folks own a house that again, they're never going to be able to own a site built house, but for, you know, five fifty a month, they're going to get into a newly re- refurbished three bedroom, two bath house. And then maybe after five years, they own it outright. And then, then yep. they just pay the lot rent, um, which is really where the economics are in this business. The lot. Um, okay. So, so, so you say they basically are paying, they're paying 600 bucks per month until they basically pay back the 20 K you put into the thing. And then they're, they're paying the lot rent of 155 per month and into perpetuity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, of course, they're free to move the house, but because uh, it's their property at that yep. point after, you know, four or five years. Uh, but most of them, you know, like like our communities, I've now got 11 uh, communities nationwide. Um, but, uh, you know, that first one, of course, still going strong. Very few people have moved their houses out. We've had a couple folks, you know, a couple folks move out over the last roughly eight or nine years. We've had several folks move in homes. Um, anyway, that that property is now just about full and cash flowing uh, quite nicely. So help me understand like what uh, what a monthly PL would look like on this thing. You've got obviously the rental incomes we understand. It's is it is fair to say yeah. it's 155 times 66 lots? Yeah. Yeah, that's About. fine. Okay. Yeah, and then uh in this business, the land business, probably you're going to have let's just say 30% in expenses. Okay. Being in the house business is the inverse. It's more like 70% expenses. 30% expenses houses, as it relates to the rent or to the total deal on, value? No, just on the rent. Okay. So 30% expense is on, on about 10230 bucks. Okay. And then what are the other costs? Oh, uh, well, the costs for the land, you know, is relatively simple. You've, of course, got your property tax. You've got some maintenance, which is mostly sewer, <clears throat> sewer unstops. What do you put in your pro forma when you're forecasting maintenance monthly? 2%? Um, I just kind of budget, I, I just figure a, a, a flat 30%. So, uh, the, the maintenance varies, you know, you're going to have, if you've got a park in Wisconsin and it's winter, you know, you yep. need a lot of snow, snow, snow shoveling. If you've got a park in Dallas, obviously you're never going to have snow shoveling. You're going to have some lawn mowing that'll weight the maintenance so more towards Jefferson, the summer. That flat 30, that's, an, that's annual, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So for every dollar that. in rent yep. yeah, that I collect, I keep 70 cents. Well, to then pay the mortgage. And then once I've paid the mortgage, then which usually eats up half, then, you know, roughly the remaining half of that 
uh, goes into my pocket. Got it. So it's true, like the economics on this first deal, as you obviously paid down principal and obviously interest payments, the cash flow and the, the return obviously increased. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So what would you tell, first off, this is like rapid fire, super fast. You know your numbers. I love these kinds of interviews, Jefferson. They're great because uh, okay. I'm learning. Yeah. My mind's going a million miles an hour. So I'm sure the audience is as well. If I've yep. got $30,000 right now, and yep. I've been putting into like, you know, you know, uh, college apartments, four bedrooms, and I'm getting, you know, cash on cash returns of call it seven, eight, nine percent annually. I want to yep. do a mobile home park, you know, yep. so, let's say somewhere in Virginia. What would you recommend the first steps I do to go out and find a deal? 30 grand liquid. <sighs> First thing is to, is going to be to get educated. Um, we've got some resources. Yeah, give a shout uh, out on, to the show. Yeah, we've got we got some resources on our web page, which is Park Street Partners dot net. Uh, and you'll just see, I believe right on the homepage, it'll say resources. So you've got to get educated. This is not the sort of business that you get into just because you say, oh, I've already you know, had some you know, duplex houses or an apartment building. So surely mobile home parks couldn't be any different. I'll just go and buy one. No, you, you know, you, you got to You got to spend several hundred hours getting smart about the business uh, and, and probably some money <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've got resources on our website, parkstreetpartners.net. But then I would say uh, for 30 grand, you're probably looking at buying, you know, a smaller park. Uh, let's just say depends, of course, how close you'd be to the beach in Virginia. I would advise being a little away from the beach. You'll get more cash flow. But let's just say you'd, you'd look to buy a small, say, five space mobile home park. Each pad would be worth roughly 20,000 bucks a piece. So you're looking at buying a $100,000 property. Um, I would try and find a motivated seller who would carry back the paper 75, 80% so that you would only need to come up with say 20% or 20,000 to put into that deal. Now with your remaining 10,000, you'd almost certainly, well, want to keep some of that liquid and probably also a park like that might come with a mobile home that needs some renovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might put five grand into a house. Maybe it's actually a six space park, five paying tenants, and you've got that one house that the current owner, you know, he's getting older. He's just never quite gotten around to fixing it. So boom, you put five grand into that house and now in a, you know, in a stronger market like Virginia, you're probably earning six or 700 a month back on it. Um, so basically in this business, if you're not earning 20% on your money, you're doing something radically wrong. So if I put in a hundred grand into a deal today in a year, I should be make I should have made 20 grand on that is what you're saying. Minimum. Minimum. We've got a couple of deals that are doing f- over 40%. Wow. Wow. Cash wow, wow. Cash. And so yeah. why would I, first off, I want to just rapid fire questions. You said good market like Virginia, you know, yeah. something there. Why is Virginia a good market? Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically any, any state that borders the ocean is a good, strong state for real estate generally. Okay. Now that said, maybe the very Southern parts of like Alabama and Mississippi that poke down into the Gulf, I'm going to exclude from being real and true, you know, beachfront states, but you know, Virginia, obviously the whole Northern part of it close into DC is super strong. You've got other towns like Charlottesville where the University of Virginia is again, super strong. We love being in markets where there's a university there. Um, you know, similarly, we're, we're looking at all places like in Indiana, uh, Bloomington where IU is. I mean, the list goes on and on. But and what's you, the website you, you go to to find these D de- I mean, how do you, where are you looking? Oh, there is no single website or single panacea. You can find deals on places like LoopNet. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, L-O-O-P-N-E-T.com. That's where I got my start. That That's probably the single largest commercial property uh, uh, website. So you can find everything there. Mobile home parks, shopping malls, Kentucky horse farms, <laughs> office buildings in downtown Manhattan. LoopNet has got everything. That's where I got started. I put in so many years ago, I put in multifamily. And again, I saw 99 apartment buildings at like an eight cap. And it was, you know, oh, a trailer park at an 11 cap. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. But anyways, that's a good place. We've built up enough of a reputation now. You get deals uh, though. With, with Park Street Partners. Yeah, my my very small uh, uh, private equity partnership. Last year, we raised about $5 million, Hold on, uh, Jeffrey, I, I want to go there fund. in a second. I want to back up for yeah. one second. How would you, val- if I'm looking on loopnet.com and I find a deal, yep. how, how do I value a mobile home park? Is it on cash flow? Is it top line? Yeah. It's um, it, it, it could be either. And once you get educated about this business, you'll know to look through the P&L and figure out what's really going on. But, uh, you know, because we see some P&Ls that only have like a 15 percent expense load. And, you know, it's and, bigger. you know, there's no way the deal's that profitable. That's a seller who's doing all his own management, maintenance, lawn mowing, yep. home rehab and still probably lying about his expenses. Yep. So it's a good we see other role. deals for the. 30 30 okay so should be about 30 yeah no, that's no, no, a, sorry, good a good general. a good general rule on valuation if uh, oh. looking at bottom line cash flow well yeah I, I would say for the midwest uh, probably a 10 cap just multiply the the noi by 10 another uh, way to look at it if there's if there's funny business going on with the pnl just look at what the park earns per month and multiply by about 84 earning uh, and so earning means the cash monthly, so if it's cash flowing 10 grand per no, month no, top no no no, no, the, the top line. So if a property collects a total of 10,000 in in lot rents, this would uh-huh. not include anything coming in from a mobile home. If you've got a true parking lot, which is always the goal, if you've got a parking lot, so to speak, the lot rents are 10 grand multiplied by 84. That park should be worth 840,000. Very smart. OK, that's a great way to do it. So then here's my next question yep. going into going into stuff you're doing. I can either do this myself or you guys just closed. It looks like a, an investment a fund target fund size was five million dollars yep. over the whole period of five to ten years, etc. They look yep. like you filled that up. Why should I put my money into something like you instead or how, how do you do that? <clears throat> Why take other people's uh, money? So basically? that's going to. Yeah, that, that's going to be an individual decision. Uh, so the key points here, if you want to do this on your own, is you've got to, again, first get educated, have the time for that. And then secondly, you know, again, build your name with brokers, your reputation. So they show you pocket listings. These are deals that they don't put on LoopNet. They're very best deals. They don't want to post them widely. Brokers don't want to risk having uh, having to split their commission with somebody uh, who's got a buyer's broker. So we outreach to brokers. We tell them we are not brokers. We're principals. And whatever commission you have is fully protected. You keep all of it. We're not asking to cut your commission in half. You know, show us what you've got in your pocket. So it takes some effort, again, both to get smart about this business and know because not all parks are the same uh, economically. They may look the same on the surface, but uh, but they 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 certainly won't be. So you got to get smart about what to buy, and then you got to build your own deal flow. And then you know you got to have some amount of time to manage the park. But if that's you, if that's your profile, then yes, you're, you're of course going to make more money buying your own park and keeping all the economics for yourself uh, rather than investing in a fund uh, such as ours. But if you're you know you got a day job and you're earning a good income and you want to have some time for your your family, your kids, what have you. 
then the thing to do is to invest in a fund. You're still probably going to earn, oh, I would guess our, our investors will get cash flow of around 15 percent mm-hmm. um, plus appreciation on top of that, probably of another. Is tab. that guaranteed? What if you guys miss that projection? No. What happens? No, right. No. So just to be clear here and stay, stay well clear of any SEC regulations, you know, we are not guaranteeing anything. All we can say is that we've been earning some of our earliest investors from two years ago uh, in our most mature deal. Those guys are getting uh, 15%. And we think that's very reasonable. And once you understand the economics and again, the fact that we are starting off buying a park, uh, usually right, right at about a 10 cap, um, you know, it's it's not hard. A 10 cap with leverage means you're earning about 16 percent cash on cash before you yep. do anything. If you don't improve it, you start with 16 percent cash. And are you guys um, are you guys taking like a man, like a one percent management fee? Like, how do you guys make money by taking other people's money? Yes. So we, we take up front a one time two percent acquisition fee. So if we buy a one million dollar property, uh, we we put twenty thousand in our pocket. Uh, that's, that's our to next, you and Brad, right? That's to, to Brad and I. Yeah. And we okay. split that evenly. It's 10 grand to me and 10 grand to Brad. Okay. Where we really make our money is in splitting the profits. Um, our last fund paid out the first eight percent cash on cash to our limited partners. And then we split everything additional 50 50. Uh, and we so may do away with the, the floor eight. and then you split the rest of the upside yep. on that 50 50 between you and Brad. And then the rest goes to the LPs. Yeah. And, and our, that- tw- our 2016 fund may just be a straight up 50 50 split. But you can see if a deal's going to do, say, you know, 30 percent cash on cash, that can be 15 cash on cash to our limited partners and 15 to us. But Brad and I take no management fee. This That's is great. almost unheard of. I like you way better than these hedge fund people. guys. I like you way better. We Jefferson. are not hedge fund guys. No, we disdain <laughs> uh, uh, Wall Street. It's uh, great. Sorry, George Soros. I know. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, we, we only you know, Brad and I only eat if the deal actually makes, makes money. good money because yep. we do not charge management fees. If if we buy a bad deal, we get nothing. Yeah, that's so great. We that's are great. very motivated. Plus, we sign personally so far have been signing personally on most of our debt, about 85 percent of it. Certain so personal guarantees back with the bank, personal guarantees per, backed by our houses, cars, yep. our yep. net worth. So we are the only deal. This is the only place I can use the word guarantee. We guarantee our debt to the banks in order to make our partnership go for our limited partners. So we've got a lot of skin in the game. Again, guaranteeing personal guarantees on our mortgage, most of our mortgages. Uh, And then again, we take nothing out until our investors first get a very healthy Jefferson. It's great. Hey, we're 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 going where it's good. The alignment's incredible. We're going over, but that's because I'm really interested in this. Uh, So let me just roll, roll this all up into one thing and remind top tribe listening right now. We'll link to all of this stuff in the show notes. Okay. At NathanLacka.com forward slash the top two, five, one. We'll do like a sample, you know, all the numbers that, that, that we've gotten from Jefferson along with his website, his podcast, et cetera. NathanLacka.com forward slash the top two, five, one. And folks, there's nobody better to learn from, from this guy in terms of mobile home park investing. So it's really great. Jefferson, Roll, roll everything up for us. Last year, 2015, how much did you and Brad personally, well, not personally, but the business just between you two make, you know, the 50% take from all the business? 
So last year we raised about five million. We had two million of that come in in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we had an incredible uh, rush of people wanting to get in under the wire. So honestly, we didn't take out that much last year because we had again so much money come in. We owe everybody that eight percent preferred rate of return first. So it's only just now getting here into early 2016 that we're getting all of that capital invested. We're closing two deals in the next three weeks. Okay. What about um, the lots that you personally own? You mentioned that you managed six or seven yourself. Yeah. How much how much were you able to make just yourself on those last last year? Oh, those are all cash flowing for me. Uh, th- those two properties I've got entirely on my own in, uh-huh. in the Oklahoma City area. Uh, those are a little over a hundred thousand uh, in cash flow to me every year. That's great. Uh, that that's less than a hundred lots that I've got between those two properties. Great. Uh, and still, there's some more upside in in rents and and a little bit more infill. So hopefully, I'll, I'll earn even more off them uh, in 2016. Well, Jefferson, if people want to follow your story personally online, where can they do that? Yeah. So our company uh, website, again, parkstreetpartners.net. So if you're a potential investor, you'll find uh, information there about how to contact us and explore investing. If you want to buy your own park, again, you'll find resources there. Then we've also got our mobile home park investors.net website that'll link you through to our LinkedIn group. We've got just about 3000 people, largest of its kind on LinkedIn, all trading deal flow and insight about uh, mobile home parks. And then we've also got our own podcast again called Mobile Home Park Investors. But you get linked to our podcast and that LinkedIn group if you just go to mobilehomeparkinvestors.net. And then again, parkstreetpartners.net. That's us. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Hayo and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Hayo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you got to keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm going to keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanladka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Top Tribe, there you have it. Jefferson, I'm telling you, when this episode goes live, you're ranking for your mobile home park podcast. It'll go through the roof. All my people will go over and you're going to go, what is happening? And you go, oh, Nathan dropped that episode. So that'll be a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, Jeff- <laughs> Jefferson, do you know what time it is? 
Uh, is it unfortunately the, the time to say goodbye? Nathan? This is the rapid. <laughs> this is the rapid fire wrap up oh. phase. It's the famous five very quick answers. One. What's your favorite business book? Uh, Snowball. Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Number two. Is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, Sam Zell, who runs Equity Lifestyle Properties, the largest mobile home park REIT. Uh, love it. Number three. Is there a favorite online tool you have, Jefferson, like Evernote? Uh, I love searchtempest.com. It goes out and searches into Craigslist and eBay and aggregates all your results. If you're looking for a mobile home or a mobile home park for sale, or if you just want to buy a barbecue for your backyard, <laughs> I just love searchtempest.com. Number four, as you're building this empire, Jefferson, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes. I love it. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Oh, married and two kids under two. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So this gives me the flexibility to work, uh, you know, wherever my cell phone gets reception and I can spend a couple, I actually spend a couple of days a week uh, with my kids while my wife works. And then I work, you know, Wednesday through Saturday, basically I work sort of four long days and uh, I have a couple of days uh, here uh, with my kids, feeding them, playing with them and changing diapers. Last <laughs> question, Jefferson, how old are you currently? Uh, I am 48. Okay, take us back 28 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Mm, well, basically how good this niche of real estate is. Uh, I think I might have made a couple of slightly different career uh, moves earlier in my 20s. Still would have, still would I think, would have had some good work uh, experience with other folks, but would have gotten into this business earlier um, and, uh, uh, would have uh, partnered up and started raising outside capital sooner. Uh, cause that's really where we've experienced most of our growth. Uh, you, you can only, you know, work and save so much. And then again, when, when, when you add, uh, outside capital, once you've got a good experience, then again, you can really take your investing to the next level. So I would have done all that at least a decade sooner than I actually did. Well, top tribe. There you have it from Jefferson. He was rocking and roaring through Silicon Valley, then got out after the bust, bought his first property in 2007 with 66 lots, has two of his own, just finished raising a $5 million fund, launched his own podcast and is really owning mobile home park investing with averages of 20, maybe up, upwards of uh, up to 40% cash on cash returns and the investments. Jefferson, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, Nathan, great to be with you. If you guys enjoyed Jefferson today, go back and listen to Kim from yesterday. She has five kids and is making this much per month. You're not going to believe it. Kim's show notes are at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top two five zero. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. Hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.